You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. I don't think I can handle any more kids. <laughs> Finally, something we can agree on. Dead ass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm -hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take <laughs> Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. This story takes me back to last week when Kadeem was in the hospital. All right? I remember in one day, I had to wake up in the morning, take Cairo and Kaz to school, come back, go to the hospital, check on you, make sure that Dakota had the things he need, drive back. Make sure that Jackson got prepared for basketball practice. Mm -hmm. Drive back to pass you some stuff that you needed from home. I think I'll take you some food. Mm -hmm. Drive back home to actually take Jackson to basketball practice. Mm -hmm. When I came back, Cairo said to me, Daddy, do you have time to work out with me too? Went downstairs to work out with Cairo. I'm down there. Kaz goes, hey, Dad, I think I want to work out too. So now I'm trying to balance the two of them working, get a text message. Hey, babe, when you come back tonight, make sure you bring X, Y, Z. By the time I got back to you that night, I realized I ain't do shit for myself. And I realized Dakota only seven days old. <laughs> I had ran back and forth so many times from the hospital mm -hmm. for stuff that the kids needed. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I have a whole nother child that's going to need my attention mm -hmm. and in that moment i realized like yo this is life i, I for the next 18 years <laughs> for the next 18 years i'm gonna have to At balance the least. between four children and a wife 
Yikes. Although we go to the end of the road, still I can't let go. Actually let go. It's so natural. It's very natural, actually. You belong to I do belong to you. We belong to them. <laughs> That's funny because when I think about your story time, of course, it was in a high pressure situation when we had yes. the whole hospital stint and whatnot. However, if you were to remove that hospital stint, it would still be replaced with just a all the things. <laughs> just a Tuesday. All the things on a random Tuesday that we have going on, right? Not to mention, we were just talking about the fact that we have four boys who will be involved in four different activities, sports, whatever. What is that going to look like when they all have to be at practice at whatever time in different locations or they have games or events at different times at different locations? It's literally going to be like a whole like spread situation where you're going to have to go there. You're going to have to go there. We're going to have to bribe a family member to go to an event like there's gonna be so many things happening that i just honestly feel like four is it four is the cap i don't foresee myself being able to be the you quality foresee? you don't foresee i don't foresee 5C? No, i don't 5c or 6c <laughs> i don't i don't foresee myself being the quality parent that i aim to be mm -hmm. if we were to have any more children like i just feel like Whatever souls, these beautiful souls that were supposed to be here with us, this is who the Lord has blessed us with. These are the children who have chosen us. I cannot dilute or water down who I want to be as a mother. That was always a fear of mine, that I would not be able to be a quality parent if I had too many children. Mm -hmm. Now, that's debatable. How many are too many? It depends right. on the person's circumstance, the couple's circumstance. It depends on what you desire to be as a parent. But I always knew that the person that I wanted to be as a mother to each child and to be able to give each child the time that they deserve and each child the attention that they deserve, that I just can't go past four. four so, so I got a question. I'm, I'm going to ask the question mm -hmm. when we come back from break because then we got to take a break, pay some bills. Yes. But I have a question. Once we go through the, you know, the whole show, there's a question that they always ask women. I'm going to ask you at the very end of the show. Mm, I think I know what it is. Okay. All right. So okay. We're gonna take a break. Okay. We're gonna take a break, but I I want to hear fair. your response. To Got this you. Question. Okay. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times, when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deadass. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. 
That is a fact. And the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, Near, the OG that I used for years, has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay? It works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. All right, so we're back, guys. Mm -hmm. Moving into the topic of the show. Mm -hmm. We have to recognize that it is a new year. Mm -hmm. 2022. Yeah. This is the season six finale. Yes. But it's not the end. It's the beginning. It's like it's the beginning of the year. But in preparation for the beginning of the year, mm -hmm. I'm in preparation for the beginning of the next 18 years of my life. <laughs> for the next 18 years of, the life of my life, I'm going to be taking care of a little person. Yes. Right? It's the starting over for me. <laughs> like I was completely out of, we were out of diapers. We were out of baby bags. Like I went to pack Dakota's bag recently and I was just like, wait a second, I'm, I'm here again with stuff. There's just always stuff to be trucking around. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not a complaint. It's just the realization that here we are again, you know, um, but we're loving it. He's great. The boys are great. It's just really trying to, um, answer the question, which of course everyone always asks. You have two kids. It's when's the third, you yes. have three, when's the fourth, yeah. you have four, when's the fifth, you have all boys, when's the girl? Like, um, the questions never seem to end, but I think it's easy to answer. They were asking me. When you were pregnant, if we were going to go right back for five, 
because we had announced that we were having another boy. And now I was going to say this question, but I'm going to ask you now. Do you feel in your spirit that you're done? So I'm going to be fair. I'm going to be honest, very honest, probably the most honest that I've ever been. Based on the pregnancies that I've had, mm. right? I would say for the most part, textbook. For the most part, I enjoyed mm -hmm. pregnancies and all that, particularly even Dakota, mm. um, which we spoke about in previous episodes because of the environment we were in, mm -hmm. the space that we've been in. Mm -hmm. I would have another child or I would have had another child. You would, you would I would have, have. I would, yeah, I would have been open to maybe one more. Okay. Right? But the thing that has changed that for me drastically was my episode that drove me into the hospital with the postpartum preeclampsia. And I say that because if I were to get pregnant again, there's probably a greater chance that I would have full-blown preeclampsia okay. in a pregnancy. So hold on. Not, right? not to cut you off. Not to mm -hmm. cut you off. But that answered the question. Mm-hmm. So you don't feel like you're done having kids. You just feel like you're done having pregnancy, being pregnancy, being pregnant. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. No, it's probably both. Because then I also said. You said you would have had a fifth. I, I probably would have had a fifth. But then also I think about what would be required, what would be required to then raise a fifth or entertain a fifth so, or to have to divide right, time right, between five children. Question, you know, the question was, did you feel like you were done? And based on your answer. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you don't feel like you're done. You feel like if so. For example, okay, okay. So I feel like have, I'm done being pregnant. Right. So if we right. had a surrogate, okay, would you have another child? I don't know how I feel about surrogacy either for myself personally. Mm -hmm. So probably not. So I guess the the answer is no. I, I I would not have any more children. I am done carrying children. Um. Yeah, I'm done. I think you done. I'm done. I think I can say I'm done. Yeah, I guess I, I had to decipher how to answer the question only because there's a difference between being pregnant again and then wanting another child. I think I'm done having, I'm done. I'm not going to say I think. I'm done having children. I'm done being pregnant because I feel like four is my cap. Four is where I don't foresee myself being able to pour anything more into any other children. I don't think it would be fair to the children we already have plus another child, meaning a fifth child, to be able to give them the quality mother that I aim to be. Does that make sense? It makes sense. does make sense. Mm -hmm. But I, I do feel like part of that comes from us just having a baby mm -hmm. and you pouring all of this energy into Dakota and being exhausted. Mm -hmm. So you kind of feel like, you know what I'm saying, right yeah. now. But, but I do think that could change if a year from now we're in a routine, mm -hmm. Cairo and Kaz are taken care of and mm -hmm. everything is fine. Mm -hmm. I feel like you may say, babe, no. I don't know. Maybe if I was younger. Maybe if I like we were both younger. Mm -hmm. Say we had like another child between Jackson and Cairo. Then maybe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm also no spring chicken. You <laughs> are spring it, chicken. They've made it clear to me that I am over 35. And <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like carrying a fourth baby would be a lot now too. Just on my body and uterus and That's it would I'm just saying. be a lot what if it you would had just a be a lot and i'm not advocating for surrogacy for you but mm -hmm. i'm saying my question was did you feel like in your spirit you were done and some people say that and, and the reason why i ask that is because 
you don't feel complete till you've either reached that number or reached what you seek. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like. Which I kind of surpassed my number because my number in my mind was three. So having four, I'm like, okay, like this is max. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, But I think the question is twofold, which when you ask it that way, it okay. makes sense. Are you done with pregnancies? I would say, yes, I'm done with pregnancies. And I think part of it became kind of almost forced on me too. Because. And of- I feel like it was confirmation. Like the, the, like the good Lord was saying, girl, this is it for you because. I'm going to throw this little preclampsia situation there for you um, just to let you know that potentially in the future, if you do this again, you might have more complications. Like, that's just what I, that's like a message that I feel like I got. Well, have you ever heard of the law of least resistance? Remind me what that is. And it's the law that you don't go against the universe mm. or things that have happened. And you, you, let, you let what happens in your life happen as if the ecosystem of life happens for Mm -hmm. example if you look at nature Mm -hmm. nature flows the circle of life flows Mm -hmm. and it doesn't get interrupted by things it just happens right Mm -hmm. so if you're a lion you lion eat gazelles gazelles eat the grass you know what i'm saying right the lions die they turn into the grass you know it's like there's a circle of life right Mm -hmm. it's like you see on the lion king Mm -hmm. so the law of least resistance say when you're living your life as a human, mm-hmm. you don't try to create your own path against the universe. Okay. So, for example, when you just said, my body's telling me I'm done having pregnancies. Mm-hmm. So that means I'm done having children. Mm-hmm. But we know with modern science, you could have a surrogate. Right. Or we could do something else and, and still try to have another child and use science to fight against preeclampsia mm-hmm. if that's a, a possibility. Mm-hmm. Or do you say, you know what? My body let me know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of times men or humans want to use their will to create the life that they say they want because that's what makes us different from animals. Right. But also I've learned over time that if you go with the flow of the universe, which is typically the same thing as saying if you go with God, Mm -hmm. your life will be a lot easier. Mm -hmm. So your message is God is telling you. Yes. I feel like God is telling me that I'm done. Like, this is it, this. Because it was a thing that was on my mind. Like, okay, at what point are you done? You always hear women say, I know that I'm done because I just know that I'm done. And sometimes it's after one. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's after two. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's an experience. It's their labor. It's their delivery. It's something that made them get like a hard no mm-hmm. on, on more. And for me, I kind of feel like I just look at my children every day and I just love each and every one of them mm-hmm. so much that part of me feels crazy to feel like someday I would... I'd have 10 children if I could have 10 children. You know what I mean? Just because I love who my children are. Um, But is it realistic? I think for me, no, it's not realistic for me. And if there was this on the fence feeling that I've had, I would think that that particular situation just let me know that, okay, you're done with pregnancies and children. Because I feel like my body had been able and has been able Mm -hmm. to, you know, easily for the most part, carry four beautiful children and, and birth them. Um, so this just might be the end for me based off of that experience. So question. And this, this wasn't even on topic. This is an impromptu conversation that I'm having with my wife right now. <laughs> do you feel like you would have been done in your spirit had we had a girl? And do you feel like you're missing anything because we don't have a daughter? Um, no, because remember after Kaz, we'd had the conversation about potentially having another child and I was kind of content with three. Mm-hmm. I was, I was more than content. Actually. I was like, I was happy with my three boys and I'm like, okay, I'm one of three. You're one of three. It felt very natural. And then we got into this routine with our three boys. There was Jackson, Cairo, Kaz. I've never felt a deficit, not having a daughter. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, would it have been nice? Yeah. It'd have been cute to dress up with a little girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
But I feel like at the same time, God gave me exactly what he knew I could handle. He knew what I was equipped mm-hmm. for. He knew what we were equipped for as parents. Mm-hmm. I look at you and the stellar, amazing man that you are today. And I look at how you raise our boys and how involved you are on a daily basis. And no knock on myself, but I almost feel like he did that on purpose because you're such a stellar man that we need more stellar men in this As world. As if you're not a beast of a woman. I know. I just feel like but you at never the same had a time, to mo- mother a daughter to see how to you see, Of course not. Yeah. I wouldn't know how a I would parent a daughter. But it's but, just like, man, like the world is in need of some amazing men. And not to say that amazing men don't need amazing mothers. Because they do. Because they do. Yes, absolutely. Uh, they do. But um, I don't feel like you're giving yourself enough credit. I really don't. I feel like you're you're using me as an example because we get to see it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if people got a chance to see you be a mom to a daughter, right? They would say the same thing. I mean, you're you're an amazing mom to our sons. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And you're mm-hmm. an amazing woman. Mm-hmm. So I think that the example you set as a woman would also be the same example our daughter would see. Right. Well, thank so, you for that. I guess so, yeah. Maybe it's one of those things that I'm, like I don't know what it feels like, so I don't necessarily feel the deficit. Right. Um, and I guess that probably is also my way of justifying it, saying like, well, you're a great man and we got men that we're raising. So, you know, here we are. Um, but to answer your question, I don't feel a deficit and I, it may be because I don't have that. Um, if we had a girl this time around and we had the three boys and a girl, I don't think my level of doneness would have been <laughs> more right. or less per right. se, right. um, because there probably would have been the question of like, oh, well, she would, she would, it would be nice if she had a sister. You know, right, right, where right. everybody would have a brother and a sister if right. I had two girls and three boys, you know. So there's always going to be that lingering question. Well, I have How a about you, though? Oh, How about you, though? Because you know that that has always been the thing. Devout has always been talking about this girl that he wants to have and the relationship you would right. want to have with the daughter. So... How do you feel now that we have four boys and where where does that deficit lie for you still? Well, I have a declaration and I don't think it's going to be the declaration that people are expecting from me. I thought finally having a daughter would be where I'm like, I feel complete. Mm-hmm. I, I literally felt that, mm-hmm. right? But we had Dakota mm-hmm. and I feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm. like a nickname has been created for me the kingmaker right i feel complete and whole with that Mm. name Mm -hmm. i look at dakota and there's no level of disappointment like i'll be the opposite when i even the idea (laughs) of having another boy and walking down the street with my wife and all four corners covered by my sons Mm mm-hmm to me is like so dope it seems like i i yeah and I'm, this is not a knock on having a daughter mm-hmm. but i thought that that was going to be a missing void mm-hmm. until i had four boys and now i'm like this is the dopest thing that could have ever happened to me yeah and i don't feel like i'm missing anything at all and the thing is even that is a disappointment to me mm-hmm. because i was like i thought i was going to want to have another child right but i'm i'm like i'm not content i feel complete i feel yeah whole. that's how i, I feel, feel too. like i i seriously feel like what would it have been like to have a, a daughter i don't know if i would even be able to know how to help raise a girl mm-hmm. like the same doubts you have i have maybe god gave me exactly what i was supposed to have mm-hmm. and i'm excited about the next 18 years like yeah and I know people are going to be, you're probably going to be like, oh, I thought DeVal really wanted a daughter. I thought 
that I wanted mm-hmm. a daughter. I thought that a, having a daughter was going to be the thing that wanted me to end having kids. Mm-hmm. But no. Yeah. Like I'm Jackson, Cairo, Kaz, Dakota. Like these are my my guys. Like these are like I don't I don't even like the, even thinking about it is just making me smile. I have four sons, yo. I know. Four, I have four sons. I have four perfectly healthy, beautiful sons that I could groom and give the world to and watch them just take the world by storm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just excited about it. And I'm excited that you came out on the other end of those four pregnancies. Mm-hmm. Super healthy. Yeah. So I don't um, I don't have no there's nothing in me right now to be like, eh, Kadeen. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was asking you. Yeah. Because I wanted to see how you feel mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm good, right? No, I like think I'm, no, I'm, definitely. I'm, I'm great. Definitely feel like I'm good. I guess when when you just think about it as a woman, like pregnancies versus children, because like you said, there are with modern science ways to potentially have more children if we really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think on both realms, I know I definitely don't want to be pregnant again, <laughs> right? <laughs> don't want to be pregnant again, right? And I feel like there's there's a cap for me on the number of children that I want to be able to raise. Because I want to be able to give a quality experience yeah. to all of my children. So safe to say, y'all, that we are done. And we're looking forward to the next 18 years and beyond. Um, looking forward to then beyond those years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What that's going to look like for us when we're empty nesters. That's going to be a while from now. But um, I feel like my nest will never really be empty. Because as a mom of boys, I'm going to be like, yeah. come back whenever you're ready. You know what I mean? Come back. Do the doors are open. Boys leave. Mm-hmm. And they go out and they get their own families, and girls typically come back. Right. Um, and when you look at my house, mm-hmm. my my parents' house. Like, yeah, your sister's back home. My sister's back home. She's younger. She's ten years younger than us, though. Right. So, and when Brian was done with college, he came back home. Mm-hmm. But um, but he came to live with me. Right. But it's it's difficult for boys to live in a house with their father, like all that yeah. testosterone and men. So I can't foresee four boys coming back home, and but when I can. See is my boys going out there and finding their versions of their of their mom mm-hmm. to raise a family, mm-hmm. and I could see all of them having mad girls. I would I love that. See, oh my god, I would love that. Uh, so I'm just throwing out there that girl I'm, granddad. I'm, I'm vetting uh, vetting daughters-in-law. <laughs> um, just so y'all know, you know, because it ain't gonna be any old body walking up in here. Oh my so God. just so you know, um, any friends that have daughters, it's funny because we have friends that have daughters and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I got my eye on such and such with such and such. <laughs> we can arrange this situation or at least put them in the same circles to play. Put them in the same sandbox. What if they what don't I mean? even like each other? I don't know. They'll, they'll figure it out. <laughs> they'll figure it out. It's wishful thinking on my part. You know what I mean? It is wishful. I know I won't be able to control that. But what I do look forward to is raising these boys with you with the great mindset mm-hmm. that we are going to instill in them certain values and certain, yeah. you know, morals and all that good stuff um, so that they'll be able to go out there and make those decisions when the time comes. You know what I mean? And I'll have faith in that um, and who they'll become. So, all right, babe. So let's talk about preparing for these next 18 years and beyond. Yes. Now that I think it's safe to say that we're done bringing more children into this world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um what are some things that you want to experience as a family? I think while they're still young, I'll answer too. But figure we interview each other a little bit and see. Um, the, if there's one thing I've learned about life, listening to to Will Smith, he talked about laying a brick. Right, mm-hmm. you look at a wall. You don't 
try to create a wall because the thought of building a wall can be daunting. Mm -hmm. But every day you have to lay a brick and you lay each brick perfectly Mm -hmm. until you get a perfect wall. When I think about our kids and our life, Uh I don't really focus on the wall. I don't really focus on the wall. I try to focus on each brick. Mm -hmm. Each brick is a day. Mm-hmm. And and ultimately the year becomes a small part of the wall. Mm-hmm. So initially, I just want to focus on getting a schedule to where we can be um, parents to a newborn and not take away from Jackson, Cairo, and Cass mm-hmm. because Jackson started playing basketball and he enjoys that I go to every basketball practice. Mm-hmm. On top of that, I'm filming and I have other things in the works. You and I have other things in the work. I don't want to take away from our our professional careers mm-hmm. while having a newborn and three kids. Mm-hmm. So initially, I just want to try to find a way to create an experience where the kids don't feel like they're left out. And yeah. I, I think that may be by building our village out here mm-hmm. uh, in Atlanta a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to find people that we can rely on, who we trust, that can help us maneuver. Right. Um, having your parents here, both of them now really helps mm-hmm. because before it was just Mimi mm-hmm. and now it's Mimi and Papa. Mm-hmm. So if Mimi is you know, doing something with Kaz or taking him somewhere, Papa can do something with Cairo and I can make sure I got Jackson and then you have Dakota. Yes. And I'm going to try to keep as many adults mm-hmm. as around as we have kids mm-hmm. to make sure each child feels as if someone's always near them. So initially, that's, that's what it is. No, I like that. I like how, uh, that's definitely something that we felt we were lacking when we moved to LA, which is yeah. where my mom came with us. So now being in Georgia, back east, mm-hmm. even just simple things like, you know, um, Jackson's godmother, one of my best friends, Christina, her coming into town for a weekend. Mm-hmm. Like those are ways to pull people in who we love. And like you said, who we trust to be around our kids to also just be our extended village. Maybe not necessarily in our absence, but just to love on them a little bit more. You know, um, I had heard the phrase or like, it was like a little quote that said like the days are long, but the years are short. Yes. And that totally made me cry. (laughs) (laughs) Made me cry. Of course. Um, And I I saw it recently and it's almost like, you know, God always sends little reminders to you or you're just Mm -hmm. scrolling through Instagram aimlessly, quote unquote. But then you see something that really hits home. And it was literally in the middle of me being up, like pumping one night and Mm -hmm. I was just scrolling through Instagram and it just put things in perspective for me because it's like people want a a face to be over with, right? Mm -hmm. Like you think like, oh, once this newborn phase is over with, then I'll be able to sleep or, Mm -hmm. you know, once this phase is over with, I'll be able to do that and not really sometimes relishing and living in that moment. Mm -hmm. So you recently looked at me one morning, I was just like staring at Dakota with like the heart eyes. And he was just like, man, you seem really, or you were like, you just seem really um, in love with with this baby, this time around and i'm just like yeah i'm just trying to soak up this moment mm-hmm. and remember what this feels like especially knowing too now i think i got emotional because in knowing like this is gonna be my last baby so this is like mm-hmm. the last newborn phase the last you know smell of that baby the last um mm-hmm. cry that i'm gonna hear like this i just want to live in those moments and soak them up and take mm-hmm. a couple of videos just for my safekeeping you know um like we said, I'm not. We're not going to be putting out the vlog of the birth per se, but just having that for myself to look back on are things that I want to just really um, enjoy um, and enjoying different phases with each child. Like Jackson, like you said, is going into basketball. He's yeah. in his little preteen phase. He's into like two of his friends that he's made out here who come from great yeah. families that we've yeah. been able to get really close to yeah. recently. Um, so I want to also be invested in what excites him mm-hmm. and finding ways to be excited. So now I'm learning more about basketball or I'm watching it in my downtime. So I know 
what to do so I'm not having those delayed right. reactions like I did with you in football. Right. You know, since I'm going to be a full-blown boy yeah. mom, I need yeah. to start getting into the things that they're interested in. So while they're young, I'm going to make a conscious effort to be involved in the things that they're in. Me and Cairo watch hi- football highlights. <laughs> you know, um, I'll watch his karate moves. He asked me to find him a gymnastics class. Like, yeah. just little things like that yeah. to make sure that they can feel like, wow, mom really relates to me on some level. It may not be all the time. I know mom is sometimes going to be annoying, um, when I teach them how to do things that they need to be to, self, to be self-sufficient, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I want to be able to relate to them. So I want to start that while they're young. Well, you know what I also want to to foster is like a closeness between them, even though they're mm-hmm. 10, 5, 4, and Three 14 weeks. days. Well, I don't know how many days are we <laughs> Three now? Three weeks. 20, 20, <laughs> 20, 20 days. 22 days. <laughs> yeah. I want to foster a bond between my boys mm-hmm. where – you when you look at them it's like i am my brother's keeper mm-hmm. you know it doesn't matter to me that jackson is 10 years dakota dakota senior i want them to be like that's my brother yes you know and i, I want to create newer experiences of mm-hmm. us doing things outside of our comfort zone mm-hmm. i want to travel more yes. in, in 2022 and i know dakota's young and he's a newborn and stuff like that but i don't care Mm-hmm. I want to create a safe space where all of us as a family can travel and mm-hmm. experience things outside of the United States mm-hmm. um, and just experience the world differently to change their perspective. For sure. You know, um, one of my buddies, Marcel Vernon, um, who's Kaz's godfather, we always talked about living beyond the front porch. Mm-hmm. Right? And so many black boys and girls only exist up until their stoop. Right. Because in a in a way to protect them from the world, their parents often guard them mm-hmm. by not letting them see past what's on their front right. stoop. And then you have other black boys and girls who are just out there who get to see only their community. Mm-hmm. And that creates what their idea of the world is, right. where there's so much more right. to this world than your neighborhood, your high school, mm-hmm. your you know your country right you know the world is huge right. and um, or sometimes their parents may not have the resources to be able to provide those opportunities right. to them too right right and um so. i just want to create a, a bond with them mm-hmm. where they can experience things together so they can when they get older say hey remember when mom and dad took us here yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying those Absolutely. are that's how you create bonds it's true though i think about it because my mom and dad um one thing they did with my brother and i not as much my sister because she was 10 years younger at the time mm. but while my brother and i were younger being only three and a half years apart we traveled to a different island every summer like that was my mom's thing family vacation yeah. we book a vacation and we still have those memories to this day um and my parents one thing my mom always said regardless if we bickered or we argued or she said one thing i will not do when I'm in the grave is being there rolling around because my children don't get along. Mm-hmm. And my brother, my sister and I, like everybody knows, has a very obnoxious, obnoxiously <laughs> unique but tight relationship. Yes. And yes. I love that for us. And that's something that we definitely, I'm on the same page with you in terms of our boys having that. So we got to start them from young. Absolutely. Because already they'd be looking for each other. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because they don't even snitch on each other either too. They have their moments where they just are like this united front. Oh, oh yeah, so, they, no one's oh, yeah. Gonna, so you're not none of y'all gonna tell on each other. So y'all all gonna get in trouble together. I love that. All right, that's fine. I respect I it. I, I love respect it. it. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Now the motherhood mm-hmm. or the I won't say motherhood because motherhood never ends. Mm-hmm. Um, now that pregnancy mm-hmm. is out of the way for you mm-hmm. for the rest of your life, and you never ever ever have to think about I have to stop this because I'm gonna try to have another baby mm-hmm. again. What are your goals you have for yourself? Just starting from this year. 2022 2022 wow you know it's funny i'm conflicted i'm really conflicted because um for so long for so many years i wanted to be 
you know, the next Oprah. Kadeem mm-hmm. wanted to be like on everybody's TV screen, hosting mm-hmm. something or doing something or acting. And having my children over the past couple years has really kind of made me feel a little bit conflicted in that so much of me wants to just be at home with my children, be at their disposal, um, be mom who's home when Jackson walks through the door, you know, getting in yeah. from school to be here to greet him to find out how his yeah. day was. And um, and I realized, too, I don't do well with too much time apart from my family either. Mm-hmm. So I can just imagine myself if I were to book something and be on set mm-hmm. somewhere for three months away from my family, how that would affect me. Um but then also too, like, but you know, we mom, would figure that out. Yes, you did that, which was exactly going to be Don't my let thing. That hinder you. I was always, and I also think of the fact that we always find a way to figure things out. Yeah. And if that was the case, and it meant that my kids had to be flown out to me every weekend or whatever, we would make it happen. Um, so I'm looking forward to finding a way to stop self sabotaging, which mm-hmm. I think I've done for a long time. Um, thinking to myself, oh, I'm not going to really start this 110 percent because Ooh. I have to stop. Hold on. To potentially get back. Now, now, now we, you know, I'm glad we talked about this because it's <laughs> New Year. Yeah. And let's talk a little bit about self-sabotage, right? Yes. As confident and as amazing as you are, you are a bit of a self-saboteur. <laughs> I am. Because I think sometimes you fear what will happen if you try to do something. Yeah. So in turn, you say, oh, let me not even try. Right. Because. Or I put my toe in. Right. And then you'd be like, right. eh. and then you'd be like oh, well, I plan on having a baby anyway, so let me not do it. Yeah. Now that that's out the window, you don't have an excuse anymore. I don't have an excuse. And you I don't know? think I'll need an excuse anymore. I think it was just a conscious, deliberate decision I was making to be like, you know what? Uh, that could wait because mm-hmm. knowing me, I'm going to have another baby and be out for mm-hmm. another two years and then have to come back. Um, but also, too, I realized, I mean, some parts of the field of television and film or whatever or just hosting um is a little for, is not forgiving in that you have to look a certain way and be a certain way like that's just what it is absolutely um especially if you want to be the best version of yourself in that capacity mm-hmm. um and then there's some that's a little bit more forgiving especially after the pandemic mm-hmm. we see that things are being done through zoom and done virtually mm-hmm. but i feel like now moving forward anything that i choose to do um i want to be able to do fully mm-hmm. and um be able to commit to it and not continue to be like well I'm always going to have time because at mm-hmm. this point, I don't feel like I have much more time right. um, to start something. Um, you so, got time. I, I don't know. They say, they say, what you say, the days are long, but the years are short. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You have 24 hours mm-hmm. in those days. That's true. Use them. Yeah, that's true. Use them. That's true. You got 24 hours. Well, I think what's going to happen now, having the four children, of course, and then your schedule and my schedule, is going to force us to be a lot more um, intentional with our time it's going to force us to be a lot more scheduled. I know I'll be leaning more on our manager, Denora and you and us to figure out ways to be able to capitalize on the time we Mm -hmm. have and be more purposeful with our time. So making the time count. So if I do have an hour of time where I'm like, okay, this is time that I'm going to be devoting to Cairo today because this is what Cairo needs in that moment. I haven't spent some one-on-one time with Cairo Mm -hmm. or this is what's needed for our next project. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sit down and lock myself away for this hour because, Mm -hmm. you know, that's Mm -hmm. what, I'm going to be looking forward to doing now is like kind of regaining the Kadeen you remember in college. Yeah. It was very organized and goal oriented and driven and had things all scheduled and laid out. I need to get back to that person because that person was very productive. Absolutely. Now I just have to do that with four children and a husband. So, well, I mean, you spent the last decade and a year uh, creating life. Mm-hmm. You should be proud of yourself. Applaud yourself. You, you. you spent. 10 years, 10, <laughs> 10 years, 11 years. Yes. 
creating 11 years actually 11 years in two months because mm-hmm. you know we thinking about us starting in uh 2002 mm-hmm. um oh shoot that's 19 years almost almost 20 years 20 years yes yeah, i think about when we got married in 2010 oh, yeah. yeah you know 11 years of uh, creating life mm-hmm. you dedicated a, a decade to creating life but you're still young mm-hmm. so now you can focus the rest of your life on having the career you want while we balance it because you're not in here by yourself right and that the truth of the matter is that we put ourselves in a situation where um we can bring our families down to help mm-hmm. you know we don't just necessarily have to rely on our village we're going to build out here in atlanta right but we can bring our parents down and say hey we need help doing this and doing that we can bring family and friends in when we need mm-hmm. the help because i'm gonna be honest with you i'm not stopping Mm-hmm. I know you're when, not. When I, I know this is not gonna stop you. So 2022, right? When I, when I think about 2022, um, we have a TV show in development mm-hmm. that's um already been greenlit that mm-hmm. we're gonna be working on. That's gonna be released. Mm-hmm. We got a book deal, mm-hmm. and our book will be out mm-hmm. this uh I think this spring or maybe the beginning of summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I filmed two two movies mm-hmm. last year that should be out this coming year. out this year coming yep. out this year I did i'm looking forward TV to show. some live shows oh live shows some dead ass dead podcasts. podcast live will be back we started them shows back in what was that 2019 2019 and our last one was at the top of 2020, 2020. february and they were such a vibe y'all we like, back y'all we're we gonna be back, back on tour like no that tour, tour has to happen next so i don't year. i don't plan on stopping with all of that Facts. happening and, and everything happening, I, I don't right. plan on stopping. And what I do plan on doing is finding a way to make sure my children don't lose sight of who we are as parents. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't want to be the guy that just goes out, comes back, and gives money. Mm-hmm. I want to be the mm-hmm. guy that they say, no, nah, my dad spent a lot of time with me right. while doing all of these things. Right. And my mom spent a lot of time. So I'm going to be on you. We're going to be on each be other on each about other, for sure. being accountable. For sure. And, and most importantly... I'm going to be on your ass about us continuing to be the best couple we can be for each other. That's so important. Because that's where everything starts from. You know that, you know what I'm saying? that none of this shit works without us being on the same page. None of this works without you. Or you. So we, and we know that. Yeah. And that always has to be on the forefront. Like right. whenever we do our New Year's resolution, mm-hmm. like the main part is how can I be of service to my wife? Mm-hmm. And hopefully... The same thing, how can you be of service to me so that we can continue to build the way we can? Right. But if we lose sight of each other, everything else is going to fall apart. That's a fact. That's yeah. a fact. Do you notice that in the mornings I've been asking you, like, how can I help to make your day a little easier, better? You have. You have. I ain't going to lie. You have. Right. Because I realize how much that helps you, um, at least to prepare for your day or mm-hmm. at least to let's gather our thoughts because every day we're having those conversations like what's happening today because our lives are so crazy. But I remember we used to have arguments and I used to tell you, like, I, I don't think that you considered me mm-hmm. when you were planning out your day and what i might need or what i might want or what might help me get through my day i don't think you considered me mm-hmm. and we haven't had those conversations mm-hmm. a lot you know what i'm saying we've really been focused on trying to see wait how can i maximize my day but not lose mm-hmm. my spouse mm-hmm. in that day absolutely you know or not make make her day heavier heavier because i wanted to do something else so right i feel like as, as long as we continue to do that we can keep growing like yeah, for sure i mean some days we miss the mark you know but that's that's gonna that's happen life that happens life. um i'm thinking about you having four boys bro like mm-hmm. I, we spoke earlier about me feeling like you were given four boys or we were given four boys because you're such a stellar man that mm-hmm. you are now gonna I be try, raising I appreciate them. that i appreciate um, that so how do you prepare 
than for manhood now, like four boys. Is there anything that stands out as paramount for you that you're just like, man, going into these next couple of years, I'm looking to do this with them or instill this in them or want to see this, you know, come from the boys? One thing I'll say is that I've I've pretty much been able to watch my father mentor the young men in the junior layman at, at our church mm-hmm. for years growing up. So I watched my father, right? And I was able to have a prototype, right? So I can't even take credit for the way I am with the boys because I watched my grandfather first with my, my father and my uncle. Mm-hmm. Then I watched my father with me and my brother, but also all the other men he mentored. Then I did prototype for a decade mm-hmm. where I was training and mentoring over 500 young men in Brooklyn. And I've learned so much from other dads parenting while I was helping them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what I'm what I'm going to try to do is take bits and pieces of what I learned from dudes who I know are successful men. Mm. Because here's, here's the truth. Being an exemplary dad doesn't look one way. Or being right. an exemplary man doesn't look one way, right? We tend to just highlight maybe the one or two people who we feel like, oh, that's the version. Mm-hmm. But I've seen versions mm-hmm. of what that looks like mm-hmm. my entire life. Yeah. So it's not an anomaly to me. But because of mass media and, and the way social media is now, people tend to get clicks by posting negativity. Mm-hmm. So we see a lot of negativity when it comes to especially black men. But I've grown up watching a lot of men. I, I know there's men around me. I mean, you just look at some of the men we work with on a daily basis. Think about all of our children's godfathers. I, or their absolutely. godparents, but their godfathers, all doing different things in absolutely. life, different professions, absolutely. super successful. Dakota's godfather, Sean, who's our financial advisor, your godbrother, mm-hmm. a stellar, stellar example of what it means to be a husband and a father and a, a businessman and stuff. Um, it's just amazing to see that. Mm-hmm. And I... I'm just, I think it's just one of those things where you have those people around you. We have them around us. And if we keep them around our children, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many examples for them to see. Well, that's my plan. My plan is to just keep positive, strong men around my children so that they can see or have an example of what they should aspire to be. Mm-hmm. But then keep positive, strong, empowering women around them as well. Of course. So they can see or aspire to who they should want to spend their life with. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's it's not even about curating who I want them to be. No, of course it's not. It's just giving them examples mm-hmm. of who they should want to be around and who they should want to be like. And as they choose what they want to be in their life, navigate help them navigate that regardless right because i may not agree with everything mm-hmm. and, and i'm realizing too from generation to generation they're going to do things differently mm-hmm. right you and i were entrepreneurs we built uh social media followings and platforms we went into tv film mm-hmm. your mom and dad never thought that you could make money that way nope my mom and dad never thought i could make money on social media mm-hmm. so in their eyes if they would have curated my life they would have been telling me no don't do this your mm-hmm. parents would have been like no don't do that right and i've learned by watching your parents allow us to grow and mm-hmm. go through our things is to learn to let our boys make their decisions right? and nurture them through the process. So that's ultimately what I'm going right. to do. I'm going to be more of a watch and nurture as watch opposed and nurture, to a, yeah. this is how you do it. Yeah. And you know, I don't, I don't think that's going to work. I think also watch and learn because there's so much our kids have been teaching us, you know, so much our kids have been teaching us about ourselves, yeah. about us as individuals, how mm-hmm. we parent. Um, I lean on you a lot because I've never been a boy. You know? <laughs> right, right. So there's some times where you may pull me aside and say, okay, I don't think what you said just now or the way you said it is going to be beneficial to Jackson or to Cairo because 
you know, I don't think boys receive it that way yeah. from their mom. And what I, the last thing I want to do is to be that mom that's, you know, the boys are running from like, oh, Lord, here she goes right. again. You know, we're going to have those moments, of course. Absolutely. But um, I look to lean on you a lot because I know that you've been a boy. You are now a man. <laughs> um, you understand what it's like. You understand the little quirks that, you know, boys or who are growing tend to yeah. have um, at different phases in their life. So I'm, you know, looking forward to you being able to kind of help me mm-hmm. mother through these four boys, Absolutely. you know, and all the different personalities that come with them, which I'm so excited to see what Dakota's going to be like and who he's going to be like, um, because we have three different ones that we've learned so far. <laughs> right, right. So it's going to be interesting to see how we throw a fourth personality into the mix. Um, but I'm excited, bro. I'm excited. Too, I'm excited. Man. I'm excited. I almost feel like this is like the closing of one chapter. Yeah. Um, still the same book, you know, just the closing of a chapter yeah. and then the the start of another um as we raise these boys together. So Absolutely. I'm well, excited. Let's take a quick break. Mm-hmm. Um, let's think about those chapters as we come back because we have some listener letters, probably some really good ones. The Sounds last good. one of the season, but like we said before, I think mm-hmm. we said this a couple of weeks ago, um, there's not going to be a huge break. Mm-hmm. We're not taking any more long, dead-ass breaks. Right. You are going to hear from us consistently from now on out. So That's a fact. So we're taking a break, and we'll be right back with some more listener letters. Sounds good to me. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this, Nier, yes, Nier, the OG that I used for years, has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay? It works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show Black Founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black Founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and we are back. Listener letters, you want to go first this time? Yeah, I'll go first this time. All right. So, Devon Kadeen, I've been with my child's father since I was 13. I've been with my child's father since I was 17, and I'm 34 now. How do I get him to look at me the way he used to before we had our daughter? At first, we couldn't keep our hands off each other. We used to be together all the time, day in and day out. Lately, I haven't been feeling as wanted as I used to feel. I want another baby, and we talked about it. He said he wants another baby as well. How do I get the ball rolling and the pot hot? Ooh, I love a hot, hot pot. Hot pot. I knew he's going to say love that. A hot pot. <laughs> um, well, 17. So that's double the years. That's, that's, they've been together for 17 years. Yes. Um, so in 17 years, a lot can fall off uh, the bandwagon. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and it, it just, it's just one of those things. I think even us being together 20 years, we've had our rough patches. We've yeah. had our you know, declines in all sorts of things, whether it was just declines in intimacy, declines in interest, mm-hmm. um, depending on where we were in our life. Um, she says, how do I get him to look at me? the way? Well, I would like to see what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> what you look like at 34 after being 17? No, I'm kidding. But seriously. You're not, though. I'm not. But seriously, I was going to say, seriously, I'm not. Um, what has happened in the past 17 years? What yeah. does that look like for you guys now? You know, um, what do you guys continue to do together to create that want or desire. Um, can, I put, can I put something out here? I'm being dead ass with y'all listeners out here. This whole talk that people say, you know, accept me as I am. Things change. Looks fade. No, 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 no. I get that. But do you really put any work in to keep yourself up? Mm. And that's to men and women. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just expect the person that you fell in love with or that person that fell in love with you to just let yourself go and say, well, it's your, it's your responsibility now to love me like this. I didn't, I didn't give a shit about you enough to try to work hard to maintain myself. Mm-hmm. It's just your job. That's unfair. That is the most lazy, selfish mindset anybody can have, man or woman. We talked about this on the last podcast, right? It's just important for a man to keep himself up as a woman, right? Mm-hmm. But what we don't talk about is how important it is to do it for yourself, one, Mm -hmm. so that you can feel good enough to even want to be intimate with someone. Because here's another thing, right? We had, I think we had a a, a friend, I'm not not remember exactly which friend it was, but said that he didn't feel 
like initiating sex because he didn't feel comfortable being naked in front of his wife. Mm-hmm. He just said oh, it felt yeah. like he didn't feel the same. Right. So then she was kind of like, well, what do you mean? What do you mean? And I'm just like, bro, you know how corny that is that you let yourself go. So now you're neglecting your wife because you don't feel comfortable, but you're also not putting any work to get back. Right. So it's complaining, but not doing anything about the complaint. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's the same thing when women do it. You know, you let yourself go and now you don't feel comfortable, but you want your husband to be on you, but you're not even putting any work. So you just want all the work to be on him or her to make you feel better, but you're not willing to put any work on yourself. Like, I really want to put this out there for 2022, that if you want your significant other to look at you the way that you used to look or, or say, I want them looking at you the way, I, the way we first met, how about you try looking like how you first met, <laughs> even if it's 17 years? Right. I know for a fact that I don't look the same way I looked when I was 18 and I met Kadeem. Right? You actually I, grew into yourself very nicely. I appreciate that. But you, I put work in. You sure did. <laughs> I go in the gym. And I be in there looking at myself and eating right and making sure because I'm like, when I get out the shower, I want to be glistening and I want Kay to be like, damn, that's my husband. Mm-hmm. I don't just say, fuck this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Fuck it. Fuck it. I look the way I look. Fuck it. You know, she got to accept it. I think that right. that's selfish and lazy. Right. You know, and I I'm mean, not saying that's her because she right. never, we don't know we what don't she know what looks she, yeah, like. Right. And I mean, she said, look at me the same way. It could be a physical thing or it could mm-hmm. just be a not connected thing. Right. Mm-hmm. If it's not, if it's not physical, say physical is still fine. Mm-hmm. Is there a disconnect there? Why is there a disconnect? Mm. What happened to cause it? Are you guys not on the same page about something? Mm. Like there can also be a non-physical side to this thing too, you mm. know? So I think you should explore what those Absolutely. what those disconnects are. Is it something that's just like an intimacy thing where you guys are just not vibing Absolutely. and like not mentally in the same space, um, not emotionally in the same space? Are there other outside factors that mm-hmm. are contributing to that? Um, has he been working a lot? over the past couple of years and he's just tired or he just needs a break. Do you two need a break to kind of rekindle the wrong work. Just, just put work, put work in, in to see what it is. People, people Figure ask, out what it is. People ask, people ask us all the time, like, how do y'all do this? And then when we say things, you know what they say? I ain't trying to do all that. Then you're not trying to rekindle your intimacy right. seriously. Or you're not trying to be in a relationship Like that that seems to be a recurring theme mm-hmm. with couples. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I don't want to get married because I ain't trying to do all this and then and then that. So, okay, so you just want someone to just accept you without you putting no work Mm -hmm. there is nothing in life that you're going to gain that you want without putting work yeah nothing worth having at least and that's that's physically mentally emotionally or spiritually you have to work for yourself about yourself in all of those aspects to Mm -hmm. continue to build intimacy Mm -hmm. like that's that is important and it's a never-ending journey and it doesn't stop there should be no point in your marriage where you stop doing anything Mm -hmm. physically mentally and emotionally and spiritually with your partner to help Keep intimacy up. Right. And if that's something that you don't want to subscribe to, then stay single. Uh, boom. Just know that you're going to be single. And that's what it is. And don't put nobody else through that misery. Boom. <laughs> and, and understand that you can stay single like that if you want to be, you know, that selfish, which is fine. Yeah. But understand. fine. Just know what it is. People will want you in that moment. And then when they get over that, they're going to move on. Mm-hmm. But then don't say people ain't shit. Right. You know if you desire to be in a relationship, it takes work mm-hmm. to maintain and be in a relationship with someone. That's so. it. Period. Period. All right. And last one for the day. I need advice. My wife and I have been married for four years now, but been together for eight years total. To me, there seems to be a disconnect in the relationship because I'm military and the army is always sending me somewhere at the worst times. For example, we could be starting a business and the next month I have to uproot and leave. And I know that's affecting her. In my mind, I don't 
I'm doing the right thing and keeping my word that I will always provide and that she and the kids will never want for anything. I just got back from Mexico and was away from the family for over a year mm. due to military orders. I bought my wife a new house. It has the acres she's always asked for. We're taking family trips to places we've never been, but deep down, I know it's not enough. Mm. Before I lose the one I love most, what can I do to make her feel appreciated? What can she do to understand that I'm not being selfish when Uncle Sam says pack up? That's what it is. More importantly, how can I balance my military life and my family life? In the words of Kevin Hart, <laughs> nigga, help me. Okay, <laughs> help me. <laughs> help me. Um, this is the the, uh, oh, the forever, the never ending balance of being a man, right? Mm -hmm. Your your wife says she wants all of these things, right? Mm -hmm. So you bust your ass to provide all of these things, but those things take time away from her wanting. We want her wanting you to be there. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I had this conversation mm -hmm. where I was, I think it was the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. I was away because, you know, we I was filming and working on a different TV show and you just like sad. I was like, what's the matter? He's like, I just want you home. And I said, you know, in your mind, you want me to give you all of these things and be home to enjoy the things with you. Mm -hmm. And you were like, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And I was just like, that's just not how it works. I know. There's a, there's a balance yeah. and there's a lot of communication that needs to be involved with that. Mm -hmm. But there's also ways to, especially with technology now, mm -hmm. with FaceTime, I know it gets annoying, but FaceTiming has helped us yeah. in our distance. When I'm not here, I can FaceTime you and the boys every day. Mm -hmm. you it know? almost feels like you're in the room with us sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But but also understanding that in order to get things in life, mm -hmm. you have to sacrifice certain things for a certain amount of time. Right. And now, little tokens. Like, think about it. You were filming the other day and I was home. Yeah. Mad pregnant. And I just see a delivery show up and it's just like a little flower, a thing of flowers. And it says it's just because it's Tuesday and I'm thinking yeah. of you. And just little things like that to make you smile. You know, it doesn't always have to be a gift or something that right. you're spending money on. But just little moments to let the other know that you're thinking about them, I think is, is huge. And also just understanding, like, if you're a wife and you marry an, an army guy, mm -hmm. you knew what you signed up for. Yeah, yeah. Com complaining after knowing what you signing signed up for seems right. to be a little bit selfish. And still getting the things that you've been asking. You know what I'm saying? That seems a little bit selfish to yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? But I know what it's like as a woman when you just miss your man and you just Absolutely. want him there. And you want him to be able to enjoy all the acres with you every day. And he wants to, to be there. Yeah. Uh, trust me, he wants to be there. I mean, if, if he's as good as, she's, as, as he's saying he is and mm -hmm. getting her all the things he wants, he even wants to be able to provide her with the time, mm -hmm. but it's impossible to give right. her the things Given she wants and the time. Because yeah. I, I remember I made a post a couple of years back that I felt guilty um, when I was away mm -hmm. and you and the kids were doing things together. Um, my yeah. boy Salvin, who's been on, on the podcast Slick, he said yeah. he was pissed the other day because um, Rima took the kids to the zoo. Uh -huh. And he was like, these are the fucking messages I get when I'm away. You're just doing things and spending time <laughs> with my... With you're my, having moments? Yeah, you're what having you moments. And I got to get videos when I'm on set filming. Right. And I know... Think about you not coming to Disney World for Cairo's birthday. Prime example. You see what I'm saying? We had to literally rush you out of the restaurant, cut the cake early just because you had a flight to catch to be back to film. And I was in Disney World with the boys pregnant with my parents for the day. And on Cairo's fifth birthday. On his fifth birthday. You don't think I wanted to be there for that? Exactly. But I but had But you to, did the absolute best you could. Though. I you did? You were there till the very last minute. Even if it meant lack of sleep mm -hmm. and all that, you know. And, and also understanding that this moment in time won't be the rest of your life. At some mm -hmm. point, he's going to retire from the military. Yeah. And it's yeah. for both of them to understand that. Let me put these hours and time in now. Right. 
so that there come a point where I can do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what my thought that's process always the goal. is. My thought process is, is do the things that I have to do now so that right. I can do what I want to do, do later. later. Yep. So. Sounds good to me. All right, y'all continue to write in for listener letters, especially going into the next season. We didn't do a listener letter episode this season because we had so much to talk about yes. when it came to the baby and the pregnancy and everything after that. Um, so keep writing in. And if you want to be featured as one of our listener letters, be sure to email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. All right, my moment of truth is to make sure y'all hold me accountable and I don't have no more babies. <laughs> How about that? It's a moment of truth. <laughs> but no, um, seriously, I am just honestly, like I said, looking forward to this next portion of our life where we're just working on the best version of ourselves, being the best version of ourselves so we can be the best version of ourselves for each other. And then, of course, for our four sons. That's what I want to do moving forward. New year, no resolutions or anything, just planning. Um, planning to make active movements, which is something we've always done. It's always worked for us over the past. This will be 20 years in October that we have been yes. together. 20 years. Um, October 3rd, 2002. 2002. So, um, so yeah, I'm just, I just want us to continue because this first 20 years has been quite the ride and I'm looking forward to 20 times five more. So I'm with it. <laughs> well, my moment of truth is that I'm a kingmaker. You're a king baker. Clearly. This is what God and the universe had for us. Yes. I'm excited to get ready to to raise these boys and create a beautiful life with you. And that starts beginning of the year 2022 for the rest of our lives. And I'm with it. And I also want to take this time to wish nothing but prosperity and good things to all of our listeners of Deadass Podcast. Absolutely. Y'all have been riding with us for six seasons. Yes. Uh, three years, I believe. Blue three by. years, six seasons. Wow. You're having fun, so, right? So, um, yeah, y'all fuck with us heavy. We mm-hmm. fuck with y'all heavy. Absolutely. And um, nothing but love and prosperity and good things to all of y'all. I can't wait to meet some of y'all in person. Like I said, that tour is about to be, that's my favorite part <laughs> of everything. I said, if we're going to continue this podcast, we have to do some live shows. So we're looking forward to seeing y'all when we get a schedule out for this year. Um, we're going to definitely try to make that happen. Yes. Ma'am. All right. In the meantime, make sure y'all follow us on social media. Deadass the podcast. And I'm Kadeen. I am. And I am devout. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And remember, there are no more deadass breaks. We will be back continuously all of 2022. Can't soon, wait for it. Soon. We love y'all, baby. Enjoy the new year. Absolutely. Deadass. Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. 
With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.